0: You're listening to The Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today I want to talk to you about how to better explain what you do so that you can attract more pain clients. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on the channel you're listening to. Now, a lot of coaches have trouble explaining what they do, what health coaching is, and how it works. And that's why I want to get a bit ranty today. I want to talk to you about the number one reason why you may not be getting the leads that you want and how to flip things around by getting better at explaining what you do so that you can more confidently speak to people and attract paying clients. We're going to cover a few things today. We're going to talk about the difference between advocacy versus niche marketing and the number one mistake that a lot of coaches make when describing their services We'll talk about appealing to emotions, we'll touch on the topic of brand laddering which we're going to cover in depth in the next episode and finally four steps to attract paying clients. So let's start off with this concept of advocacy versus niche marketing. Let me explain. The problem I see is that a lot of coaches get stuck on telling people what health and wellness coaching is But they're not really communicating the value of health and wellness coaching. Here's what I mean. If you're trying to explain your services in terms of how your profession works, then you're not really talking about you can help the individual or talk about the types of results that they would get from using your service. And the fact is people buy things that they believe will get them a result because they're really trying to buy the result. Let's use a different industry example so you can hear how crazy it sounds if you are going in this other direction. Let's pretend that there's a doctor explaining how doctors work, what a doctor does. And in the advocacy kind of model, he might say something like, well, patients come to see me when they're not feeling well. They come in and make an appointment with a doctor and the doctor sits down and goes through the health history and they work out what's going on with you and then they might prescribe a medicational treatment to help you feel better. And then they might come back and see the doctor again in a couple of weeks to make sure everything's been resolved. And that's how a doctor works. Now that's a really kind of simple, maybe not perfect and fairly obvious example, but it shows a bit really how clunky things can sound when you're just explaining your profession. And I feel like it illustrates what some coaches are trying to do when they're explaining the concept of health and wellness coaching to people. When you are sitting there saying, well, a coach helps clients to get creative vision and set goals and make lifestyle changes and develop healthier habits, then you're talking more generally about how professionals in our industry work within a session with a client. And just for the sake of giving that a name, I'm going to call that advocacy. I think it's a fairly reasonable fit with the actual definition of advocacy, which is the act of pleading for, supporting or recommending something. So in other words, if you're describing health and wellness coaching in the third person in a kind of a bland way, talking about the mechanics of a session, then that's advocacy. If you are writing marketing copy, then advocacy stands out because that copy focuses more on the profession, the language is broader and it's perhaps more about you as a coach And your qualifications and standards, professional affiliations or the science behind what you do. So if your copy or your text or your language is using more thinking words, factual words or logical words to describe what you do then that's more likely to be advocacy. And I want to be really clear about something there is definitely a role of for advocacy in marketing and particularly in the case where you're talking to other health professionals for the sake of building relationships to gain referrals but you're not likely to get clients this way directly because you're not speaking to them in emotional language to capture their attention. So it's really important that you understand the difference between advocacy and niche marketing and that's what I want to talk about next. Niche marketing is very different because the languages that you're using and the words and the phrases focus more on the person, not the profession. You end up using more feeling words, emotive words, and specifically the words that your clients are using to describe their pain points and their desired feeling-based solutions. You're talking about their unmet needs, their perceived problems from their point of view, how that plays out for them in their daily life, their desired solution, and all of this combines to make up your value proposition or leads into your value proposition. And just as a refresher, a value proposition is a basic statement that communicates the benefit that you promise to deliver to your customers after they've bought something from you. So you're really talking about the results, the gains, the wins, the benefits, the outcomes, and the, and we're going to talk about those in the sense of feelings not promising people that they'll lose 10 kilos or promising people that they'll be able to come off medication. We don't do that but we're talking to the feelings and the aspirations that the person has. So this is how the hypothetical doctor might discuss his value proposition to a prospective client and let me just give you a warning this is a kind of a long description I'll probably end up doing but also Doctors aren't allowed to talk this way I don't think so this is really just a fake example but if you were a doctor think about that earlier explanation I gave that was kind of a bland run-through of how a a consultation with a doctor works. This is what more of a niche marketing approach would sound like. You might say that I'm a doctor who specializes in helping people who've just been diagnosed with metabolic syndrome, pre-diabetes or diabetes I understand that being diagnosed with this might be a shock. You might be feeling overwhelmed, maybe confused about your treatment options, not sure about medication and their side effects, or which areas of your health might require attention. And I understand how worrying this can be, especially with your work and family responsibilities at this time of your life. As someone who's treated metabolic conditions for over 10 years, I'm here to help you to navigate your condition, understand what's going on in your body and take action to prevent the progression of your condition. So by helping you to lower your cholesterol, reduce your waist circumference, normalize your liver function and improve your physical and mental health. Can you hear the difference in the language? As I said doctors don't normally describe their work like that or use that emotive language but you could hear this unmet need, this person struggling to know what to do, what to choose, they're worrying about side effects of medication, where to start, what's going on in their bodies, how do they navigate this and so that spiel kind of attends to all of those unspoken things that might be going on for somebody with that condition. Think for the, about this for yourself. If you had metabolic condition or were diagnosed with diabetes and you heard those two descriptions, The first one being a bit more of the the advocacy language that I mentioned earlier, and this one being more emotive, more appealing to the person and and talking about their daily challenges. Which one of those would you go for? Some of you might actually say advocacy, and that's fine. But we know that 90% of a buying decision is based in emotion, and I'm going to predict that 9 out of 10 people will choose that second version. So let's talk about appealing to emotions. If you really want to explain very clearly what you do in a way that grabs somebody's attention, then it's really important that you appeal to their emotions. And in order to do that, you need to talk with emotional words and you need to talk about things that they are emotionally engaged with. So this is a key point of difference in the advocacy versus niche marketing concept. Advocacy is more about you and what you do and your profession, whereas you actually want to talk about the client and their personal story. By using descriptive and emotive words and real examples of what the person might be thinking, living, experiencing and feeling, you're going to share with that person the fact that you understand them as a person, not just as a prospective client. You really know what they're going through You understand their daily struggles and this naturally brings in a flavor of empathy, compassion, understanding and relatability to your words and messages. Imagine how confident you'd feel knowing that you had a way to describe your services that engage people at their very heart and soul. It'd be a game changer and I have to say I read something in the paper this morning it was an article by a man who'd been with an oncologist for four or five years And he felt that every time he went to the oncologist's office, he wasn't given any sort of support. He wasn't given any emotional support or empathy. The doctor wasn't praising him for his efforts or acknowledging the work he was doing in all of these different health areas. This guy was thinking, why am I with somebody who can't connect emotionally? And he pretty much sacked the oncologist and found a new one. That is a really great illustration of why tapping into emotions is so important. In your marketing, if you can do that, it also communicates what the working relationship is going to be like. And let's face it, we're dealing with people's emotions a lot, most of the time as a coach. That's one thing that gets in the way of people making change. So how do you get the words right? How do you work out how to describe what you do in a more emotive way? I'm going to share with you a four-step process to, to get started in a minute. But first, I want to just touch on something that I'm going to deep dive into in the next episode, and that is brand laddering. It's an exercise that you can do to conjure up some more emotive language into your marketing copy and to help you make it more about the person and their emotions and their goals and aspirations much more than about you and your profession. As I said, I'm going to dive into it. But I want to give you this sneak peek now. It's it's really a process to help you peel off the whys behind your service or product. There are some great examples of how this works in, in terms of selling products, but it's equally possible to use this for services. It's a process that helps you to unpack the mental and emotional processes that your potential clients go through as they're becoming engaged to buy something from you. So you start at the feature level pretty much and we know that when a client comes to us they talk about something they want to change like they want to get fitter or lose weight or whatever and that's fine but we know that when we ask a lot of why-based questions we end up uncovering the desired solution, their values, their motivators, their drivers and those are the things that engage them in wanting to change And taking action. So this brand ladder concept is a way to help you peel off those layers yourself. Obviously you'd be wanting to use your clients language uh, as you're going through that process but we'll cover that because it's way too long to do in one episode. Right now though I want to tell you some pre-work you can do before next week's episode. And the pre-work is a four-step process that you can use to help you better describe your services to potential clients and to tap into some of those emotive words to switch out of that advocacy way of describing yourself into more of a niche marketing type of way where you're using that more emotion emotive client-centered language. So here are the four steps. First of all conduct live market research interviews with your niche. I've mentioned this several times before on this podcast. You want to hear people's emotive language, you want to hear the exact words they use to talk about their problem, desired results and all of the bigger reasons why. If you're running a vision session with a client it's a great way to capture those words and those feeling words more particularly. Once you've done some market research and you understand those common words that people are using, those emotive words, then you can create a brand ladder that captures those keywords and moves beyond the features of what you do and into the emotional and transformational benefits. Once you've done the brand ladder exercise, you can use that those words to craft a value proposition that clearly explains the tangible emotional benefits that your client wants. And once you've done that, you can ask some people in your niche they could be past clients or friends who are much like someone in your niche. For feedback on the value proposition, why do they like, like that statement or why not? What does it mean to them? Would there be something more appealing? Would they change any of the words? Engaging with a niche and getting their feedback is so important, but the brand laddering exercise can help you to peel off the layers of a why to get to that crystal clear statement. Engaging people in your niche for feedback is always 100% the best way to get your copy, your value proposition and any descriptions of your services spot on. But if you're in doubt, contact a business coach like myself or a marketing coach for support. So just to summarise today, we talked about what coaches typically do wrong when they're trying to describe what they do. They end up describing them their profession and themselves And that doesn't work. We talked about the fact that that factual, profession-based advocacy approach to marketing doesn't work as well as the more emotive client focused niche marketing approach. And your ability to attract clients is all about appealing to their emotions. I do want to say one thing, being specific about a niche, even a little bit specific, is an important point in this whole process. If you're trying to be general and broad, you'll still be speaking to nobody and you won't be able to get to those deeper emotive words. If you want to attract more paying clients with that emotive process, you can start by conducting market research interviews with your niche, creating a brand ladder to draw out some of those more emotive why-based words, use those words to develop a value proposition statement that uses more emotive language and practice it on your niche before sharing it in your marketing efforts. Once again, thanks for being here this week, and I look forward to seeing you next week where we go deep dive into the brand ladder concept. Thanks for being here, and bye for now.